All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Chris and Amy Show, sponsored by Summer at SLU. Find your kids' best summer yet at St. Louis University. Okay, three, two, one, hit it. It's the Chris and Amy Show. You know who it is. Also, if you didn't know, this is called the show. Now, Amy Marks pours Chris Ranji on KMOX. Michael, Michael Kelly, Kelly with an elbow to Amy right before Listen, the show I started. Just, I don't even care what our top yes. three are. Chris Ronji yes, has Michael. a bad attitude today. And these two Central West End bachelors must have a pact or something that no. one can't throw the under no, under the no, bus. Because no, 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 no. Michael Kelly was my it. friend first. Yeah, well, we're friends. I'm just no. glad to see you in town, Amy. Well, let me tell you what happened real quick. Michael, they're, they're bickering about me, talking about me. Because <laughs> you have a bad Attitude. I don't. I'm. I'm. It's, it's I'm Friday. Happy. It's Friday. Let's go. Who has go. a bad attitude on a Friday? <laughs> not Chris me. Ranji nominated. I'm, I'm, I'm Do I sound like I'm in a bad mood? Yeah. Okay, John. It, this is this is my everyday. Oh, <laughs> and Michael, oh my god! And Michael, and Michael Kelly says to Amy, he goes, "I work with Ranji more than you do, which is awesome because Amy's been on vacation since Vietnam. She's I, back. She's I back. leave." To give Ron a break, because he's always like, I wish you would go away. I wish you were gone. Wouldn't it be great if you just didn't show up tomorrow? So I leave I to give him a break. That. And then I come back. He's like, oh, you were gone. Yeah, I left because you asked me to go I away. I did not tell you to leave. You tell me to leave every day. <laughs> I love you. This is, this oh, is like, this this is is like being in Friday. the kitchen with my parents after my father got a hearing aid. Do you, do you, <laughs> gotta, do you gotta do the top three real quick, or yeah, can yeah, I go yeah, back yeah. at Amy? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Should I wait? Yeah, you just wait, what, wait. Michael let's Kelly. Do the top no, three, this is going to be positive. You're going to like this. Okay. Yeah, let's do the top three. Yeah, do quick. the top three. All right, top three. Time now for the top of the order. The top three stories everybody will be talking about. Hey, a CR passed by Congress, which means the government's not going to shut down yet. So get that's good news. That's good news. Bad news. The creepy drone company that we mentioned yesterday but didn't really get to. Well, they're still here and they're Again. calling in reinforcements to be creepy and to spy on everybody in St. Louis. And apparently electric vehicles having difficulty in the cold and that's not good on a day like this when it is negative 100. Actually, what is it? 17 degrees right now? I don't know. It's it was still pretty chilly, chilly this morning. All right. Uh, the number to visit with us today, 314-436-7900. Uh, call or text, voicemails at 944-1120. We are on social media at Chris Amy KMOX, broadcasting or streaming, rather, on the Odyssey app um, at 98.7 FM, 1120 AM. Okay, what were you going to say nice to uh, Amy? I, I always view you. People ask me, what's Amy like? And I'm like, she's the best. She's sweet, and she really does run that much. She's a dainty, cute, nice, personable person, etc. Buddy. I saw you on social media last night. You're a little badass. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you were all decked out in uh, hockey gear right. and playing at that. What was up? Going back to my roots. I'm playing in the Blues Alumni Fantasy Camp. So uh, really fun. Got invited to play. 
and it's the first time that I've played a hockey game in eight years. Yeah. So 10, 10, 10 days ago, I put on my skates for the first time in almost eight years and uh, just to make sure I knew how to skate. And I do know how to skate, so that's not horrible. But, man, as soon as the puck hits, the, hits my stick, I'm like, whoa, I don't know how to skate anymore. It's pretty bad. Right. And I, the good news is I was bad before, so I didn't have far to fall. Yeah. But it's a little embarrassing, but it's been what fun What position skate. do you play? I'm a forward. So I played center and right wing. So we're yeah. just rolling lines. And, uh, you know, I'll basically I just stay stay either center or right Kelly's, wing. Kelly's a left winger. Yeah, I am a left <laughs> winger. A left winger. Hey, Man, um, John. Did did you put anybody into the wall? Um, Did you no. get boarded? No. Ah. No, I didn't. No, have I, you ever? Um, I have hip-checked someone one time, and I have witnesses, uh, and my brother was there. He still talks about it. And you're not allowed to open ice check in women's hockey. This isn't women's hockey. This is mostly men. There's... It's me and one other girl. The rest are men. But in women's hockey, you're not allowed technically to open ice check. So one time I did, I don't know if it was just instinct, but I hip checked a girl and she flipped, I mean, skates over her helmet. <laughs> like she did a full flip. And then I get, of course, immediately called for a penalty. And I'm like looking at the ref like, what? And my coach looks at me like, why are you contesting this call? You did something that was completely illegal. I'm like, oh, I didn't do anything. So I, I have done that. And I've also been slammed into the boards where you see stars a little yeah. bit. What's Just, your uh, career penalty minutes? Pretty Two. high. No, I led our team in penalty minutes. What? Your foul mouth? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because accidentally breaking the rules. And then also... Um, when I played on a higher-level team, I was really, really good at sen- um, serving bench miners. Oh, yeah. yeah. For too many men on the ice, they would be like, Amy! So your penalties are all about clumsiness? Um, no, primarily like slashing, tripping, and checking. So what happens... <laughs> What Those happens at fantasy I mean, camp? Like, you, you guys just run scrimmage all the days? Or yeah, do, you, so, do all the, some of the old players come back? Mm-hmm, I think there are four teams, four or five teams, and... Uh, they, you get to go to Enterprise, you park where the players park, Ooh. which is kind of fun. So you drive under, you mm-hmm. know, into Enterprise Center, uh, use the locker rooms. You get to leave your equipment there all weekend, which sounds like a small thing, but it's actually really big. You don't have to lug your equipment around for three days. Uh, the, there are, I think, two to three alumni on each team. So with four or five teams, I know Barrett Jackman was on a team yesterday. We had Reed Lowe, uh, Jim Campbell. Uh, who else was out there? Cam Jansen is out there. Sure. And so uh, I think uh, Gary Unger was our coach. Nice. You know, so that was kind of fun. Uh, you play a series of games. Today we'll have two games back-to-back. And then there were also events. I wasn't able to go to the event last night or tonight. Last night it was a roundtable with former players you talk. Tonight it's the Hall of Fame ceremony at the MAC. Oh, yeah, right. right and right. then tomorrow we'll play the final games and then go to the Blues game in the alumni suite. So it's actually a very cool experience. Totally. Yeah, you get uh, gear. Your jersey. pictures were, they're awesome. And they ought to post them on, have you guys done it on the Chris and Amy show? You should put them up there so people can see them. I, I mean, I, I'm not responsible for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean listen, I, I saw Amy in a whole new light, yeah. all decked out in her hockey gear. It was really kind of cool. I've heard all these stories. Right? Have you? He's looking out. <laughs> <laughs> he complains when I'm gone, and then when I get here, he's like, if you even say one word, I'm going to die. Can, can you skate, Ronch? <laughs> Hell no. You can't? No, I can't. 
I've got the skating merit badge. We did. You, of course, he does. He's got the ice skating merit badge. Good lord. Yeah. Can you build a fire out of nothing? Like, if you just on, the, on the rink. On the rink, I can build a fire out of nothing. Come on. What, yeah. what, do, you need, what do you need to build a fire? The least amount of anything you need to build a well, fire. Well, so you've got to have some kindling. And um, and then you're going to need to have some flint and steel and That's steel, yeah, and some small little That's twigs. A, well, that actually you'd sounds harder to make yeah. a fire. Why don't you just have a match? Well, I'm saying if he's in the wilderness, yeah, and, and he has don't to have start a, a fire, where are you going to find flint? If he's and in the steel. wilderness, look for the buzzards because he's going to be dying. Well, dead. Flint they're going to be eating them. Is, is a rock? Yeah, well, you're and gonna steel find rocks. Is, and the steel is going to be on your uh, a Boy Scout uh, knife that you've got there. Do you care? Are you? A, we had this conversation with the Glover Show. Are you a pocket knife person? Uh, not anymore. But back when I was surviving in the frozen fields of. What was it? Potosi, Missouri, somewhere. <laughs> That's sure sign of a loser. Twelve-year-old boy walking around with a pocket knife. Oh, so uh, a piece of flint. You, you get the sparks going. And it, it, it ignites the, it ignites the right. steel wool. You get the steel Michael. wool going, and you're kindling, and then pretty soon you got a. Michael Big just old fire. buried every Boy Scout. <laughs> no. Just it's buried everybody truth. carrying Come on. a pocket knife. I but I did oh, have, I got my I pocket knife the, with me, Billy. I do oh, have the... Okay. <laughs> I do. Uh, no. I do possess the skating merit badge. And how did nice you earn that? So yeah, what do you do to get the skating merit badge? You, you skate, have to do Michael. like a figure eight. Uh, you skate. No, you. I mean, you got to go out there. It's, it's both roller skating and ice skating. You have to do both. It's not one of these roller simple and little, ice skating. That's right. That's right. Do you still have what? the? Do you still have the um, like the sash the that has all the merit I badges? Have, I do have it indeed. Uh, Is it possible that the, you could bring that in I to could. show all of us here yeah. on the uh, Chris Angie? I think, Angie, it, I, think it, I think it is resident in the guest bedroom. And uh, I will endeavor to dig what, it out next week. What, what do you think the over/under on how many merit badges you have on? Oh, uh, well, I've got uh, I've got the Eagle Scout, so that was twenty-one at the time, uh-huh. and then I've got at least one palm. So I'm I'm probably in the thirty range. Can of you imagine badges. how spectacular this guy was back in the day? <laughs> I, I mean, mean whew. you know. Well, let me. Can I ask another uh, uh, scout question? Uh, yes. Yeah. Do, how? What is the most amount of badges you can get? Is there oh. a limit? No, there's like there's no limit. There's Fifty, there sixty of them. They keep adding them all the time. I was a merit badge counselor for a while as an adult. Say what? Yeah, you have to get counseled about. Yeah, merit you go badge? to you go meet with the counselor. You got your you, merit badge kind of counseling. To, you got to prove your skill. Yeah, and then they give you the badge. Yeah, I mean, some of them you get at summer camp. You know, the ones that are like wilderness survival, for example. And then some of them, uh, you know, you go to a counselor. You sit down. There's citizenship in the community, citizenship in the nation, citizenship in the world. Those are four different merit badges? Three. Three so wait, they merit? put the citizenship in multiple different badges, but they lumped all the skating together? Yeah, they put roller yeah. skating and ice hockey <laughs> no, together because those, those are so much alike. Those well, are two different skills. Well, you're on you're on something that's not the bottom of your foot. <laughs> so is walking around on stilts. Yeah. Do you get that for oh, yeah. uh, a merit stilt, badge? Is there is not badge? a stilts merit badge. Now, there could be. Now, is there a I unicycle suppose. merit badge? There is not. How there about is piano a cycling playing? No. Uh, personal management, though, where you've got to make a budget and keep Keep your budget and track oh. your expenses over uh, a couple of so months. So do you have to show the Boy Scout people your books? Yeah. You do? Like, you have to show them well, your, your money. counselor. Yeah, you, you, your personal marriage. Here are management. my finances. Yes. Hmm. You have to show some stranger. Don't, he needs to bring this in. He's I was 12. 14 years old. Yeah. yeah. What do you think his finances we, looked like at 12? I was making I money know. back then. I don't like to talk. Do not bring the knife money. in, but bring in the sash. We're, right. we're, although, I, I would. how big is your knife? A couple inches? 
Uh, I got a big knife. But, you got uh, a big knife? Yeah, well, I, we don't, but bring your knife in, too. But oh, we want to okay. see your merit badges more than we want to see All right, I'll bring it in. Yeah. If I remember. I mean, I, at my age. You, you need a reminder? Yeah, I will need a reminder. Are yeah. you allowed to bring a knife in here? I don't think so. Well, we'll find out. All There's right. a you guys, security that's guard that's going to be mad about it. It's something he carry around when he was 12 years old. You can probably pick your teeth with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they're going to be sawing down trees. I don't know, man. You ever Have you seen uh, Game Wanna of Thrones? watch me whittle? You seen Game of Thrones? <laughs> No, Arya Stark, that that sword she had, they called it needle. It was little. She killed a lot of people. Really? In that thing. See there? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. got to be careful with uh, these You could weapons. be like Game of Thrones, running around topless, gutting people. Yeah, uh, they wouldn't. <laughs> if I'm running around topless, they're not going to be anywhere near me. Is all I. Can <laughs> well. Well, I think uh, you should bring in your sash. I think we should go to break. All right, the sash is coming next week. <laughs> this is going to be right great. Here. We'll put it up on the. <laughs> this uh, is going to be We'll great. put it up on the social medias out there. Oh. I promise you that we're going to get to issues. Okay. Oh. Boo. Hancock and Kelly with Chris and Amy on KMOX. The reason he's throwing these temper tantrums is because he knows I do. All star closer Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts have a chance. The reason he's doing this is because he knows he's not able to defend his record. He's not able to talk about why he wasn't tough enough on China when he should have, and he allowed fentanyl to come through and them steal our intellectual property and build up our military. He's not talking about the fact that he put us $8 trillion in debt over four years, and we're digging out of it, unable to figure out how we're going to pay that now. He's not talking about the fact that he didn't stop the fentanyl flow that's affected this state and all over the country when he had the opportunity to do it. He's not talking about why did he go and praise President Xi a dozen times after they gave us COVID? Why would you do that? There are a lot of things he doesn't want to answer. So he can say, I'm not going to win. I don't care about that. What I am going to do is say, we need answers. The American people need answers. And if he's not giving it, that should worry every single one of you. That is Nikki Haley, who is running for president on the GOP tickets, uh, at least uh, attempting to, and with New Hampshire happening next week, the primary coming up. So another big vote is about to happen. We've got Hancock and Kelly in studio. It's the Chris and Amy show. So uh, here she is, and she's she appears to be performing better in New Hampshire than she did in Iowa. Uh, finished just a couple percentage points behind Ron DeSantis coming in third. So she should have a better showing here in this state. But, I mean, is there any realistic opportunity that she actually wins? I don't think so. I, you know, I'd be shocked if she won. You know, that kind of a contrasting message, that's typically how you run against an opponent. You know, you you draw contrasts with them and you make your case and you explain why you're the better alternative than than the person that's running against you. Where's that been? Yeah, you know, yeah. a little too little, too late, yeah. huh? And you know, I I don't know how you're going to take on Donald Trump, who's is popular in the Republican Party. I mean, just the polling data doesn't lie; he's popular. And you know, if you go along and kind of agree that the you know all of this Justice Department stuff is a witch hunt, uh, they're going after him. You kind of agree with that on the on the trail, and then you don't really draw policy contrast in a, in a meaningful way, 
uh, how would you expect any different outcome than what we've had? And I think I think it's a fait accompli at this point. Is this the first time in your lifetimes that you can remember um, presidential candidates treading lightly when they criticize their opponent? Because I, I don't remember it. it. It does seem to me like even in primaries, whether it's Democratic or Republican primaries, as long as I can remember, people are pretty ruthless go to one back another. And, go back and listen to the Barack Obama-Hillary Clinton primary of 2008. It's kind of nasty. Mean, it was yeah. very nasty. Yeah, it was brutal. I mean, I, one of the Dick Gephardt won the 1988 caucuses, Iowa caucus, and quickly shot himself into be front-runner. Front and uh, Al Gore, of all people, who lost as well, did a, a commercial on Dick Gephardt where he was dressed up like a redheaded clown doing backflips on uh, the abortion issue. Uh, so it's always been, uh, you know, politics is a substitution for violence. Mm -hmm. So you will uh, go to those extreme. Why these people now suddenly think that after treating Donald Trump with kick gloves that they can come out with this stuff and it's going to make a difference? Chris Christie's been trying to do it. It would have been helpful if they all would have been parroting what Chris Christie was saying. I think it could have made some movement in the Republican primary. I think this is too little too late. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, even <clears throat> Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. That was pretty nasty in mm -hmm. some of the debates, right? And now you have president, vice president. I, I was listening to a political podcast that was very, uh, you know, self-described eggheadery, you know, looking into political philosophies and then how that ties with worldviews and ideologies. But when you... I felt really frustrated the other day watching, just flipping back and forth for a couple hours to cable news and seeing... Like, where are the, the good people, right? Like, where you think, well, the Republican Party's lost its mind. Maybe the Democrats can hold things together. Nope, they can't either. And it you start to feel <clears throat> like everyone's in it for themselves. And in, in this podcast, they said what you can't have is you can't have people feeling that the nihilists have won, that there is no real morality, um, and that nothing matters except for just that moment. Do you feel like you see nihilism creeping into politics or do you think, no, this has always been kind of a debate? Oh, no, things are, are different. And, you know, the, the I think the situation we have now is that both parties are in the process of realigning. And the Republican Party largely has already realigned. You know, some 60% of the Republican uh, primary voters uh, have a high school education or less. Uh, it just wasn't the case even 10 years ago. So there is definitely a realignment going on, and that's changed the politics. It's changed the, the focus uh, on policy. It's changed the, the policy. Things that were historically considered to be Republican doctrine, free trade, for example, uh, they're just not popular anymore. Foreign, um, you know, foreign engagement, it's not popular anymore. So if both of these parties are realigning, and this is something you and I talk about a lot, mm -hmm. that the parties are realigning, what happens to the traditional party people? Do they just fall off the table? I mean, where does the some traditional number, conservative go? Some number of them will transition into an independent camp. Some will uh, get with the program and stay in the GOP and, and realign their own uh, policy if they don't have deeply held principles, for example. They'll just change their position to comport with where the voters are. I want to ask you uh, one final question um, about the presidential campaign when we come back. Then I want to get into some city-specific stuff. We will do all of that with Hancock and Kelly when we come back on the Chris and Amy Show on KMOX. 
Having to explain Usher to uh, Michael Kelly. Usher is the Super Bowl halftime performer. In case you're wondering, uh, Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem. And just so you know. With and Posty singing. Um, and Post Malone is doing. America uh, Beautiful, right? There are three uh, songs. And um, uh, yes, America the Beautiful. So if we one. said, okay. And I think Post is doing that. America, one. or God Bless America, whatever it is. God Bless America, the national anthem, and the halftime show. Those are the three categories, and the three people are Post Malone, Reba McIntyre, and Usher. Would you put them in those respective slots? I'd like to see one of the stadium ushers out there performing. Yeah, oh uh, I mean that'd be different. Michael, yeah, how are you best friends with this man? Well, sometimes I miss my dad, so whenever I want a dad joke, I just go listen to, to whatever comes out of his mouth. You let him talk to you like that? <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't listen to him. Come on, that yeah. was a dad joke, right? Yeah. No, I'm, I think that would be unique. Yeah. I'm all about dad. They had the, the guy. They had the guy singing the anthem that you worked in the, with the bartender You're, up there. Do you know John who invented? This is not a joke, yeah. but who invented uh, FedEx? Oh, yeah, Fred Smith. That's right. Why would he not call it FedEx? Oh. And they said, they go, well, because it's Federal Express. Yeah, so call it Federal Express. Why would you not do that? Uh, you know, I would. It, it <laughs> wasn't until two years ago that somebody pointed out the uh, arrow yes. in their logo to me, and now it's the only thing I see. Yeah. Federal Express. And the FedEx. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But the arrow, now once once somebody points that out to you and had you not heard about it, like, I cannot look at their doggone logo without seeing Well, that if there's arrow. one thing about arrows, they're <laughs> always pointing out things. They are. Well, that's true. Uh, I love that uh, uh, the White Sox Stadium is guaranteed rate field and yeah. the arrow is pointing down. <laughs> that was, like, that's not good. That's not a good visual wow. for your baseball team, is it? I am hey. excited they're talking about moving their stadium closer to downtown. Uh, uh, to the South Loop? That would be well, awesome. That stadium's not that old, is it? 1990 or 91? Yeah, yeah. The steepest but stadium I've ever been in. It's not great. It's it, it's a lot better than when they built it. They should have never torn down of... Comiskey. Comiskey was a great old. Well, place. it's falling apart. Well, but yeah, is what it is Comiskey it? or Kaminsky? Comiskey. No N. Comiskey. Mm, do a lot of people put an N in there? A lot of Chicago people do. Charlie there, Comiskey. There are, who, there are a lot of people in the Chicago area that can't pronounce words. The way so, you say Chicago sounds like you're from Chicago. Charlie okay. Comiskey so, was a first baseman for the St. Louis Cardinals in the 1800s. Was that his dad who owned it? No, it was him. That's him? Him. He, he wound up and owning the White Sox. Yes. He was a cheap. He, very cheap. Very cheap. They used to say, throw around nickels like manhole covers. <laughs> what, what did he make his money doing? I don't know. I forgot. Well, it wasn't uh, stiff in the news, baseball right? Players. It wasn't like he didn't no, own the no. news. Okay, he um, forced he forced his players to go get money from the the gamblers. Yeah, really, the Black Sox, the Black Sox right? scandal. That's right. Yeah. Apropos of nothing, John and Michael, um, have either of you ever had to pee in a bottle in a car? Yes. I can't believe this woman has never heard of this no, concept. No, I've heard of it, but I thought it was like, oh, haha, that's a joke. Do you know how many people we had yesterday texting yeah. in that they're like, yes, this is, I yes. do this all the time. I Instead have. of stopping. Well, I don't do it all the time. People, it's happened one time in we my had, life. We had a FedEx driver. Uh, FedEx. Who said, FedEx driver who said <laughs> that he does it consistently, 18 wheelers, uh, people who drive those that don't yeah. want to pull over. Oh, good yeah. for them. Yeah. So what, what happened in your situation? We were skiing. Uh, we were skiing in... Um, um, you know, Keystone, uh, uh, Colorado? no, I was in uh, the other one, uh, Aspen. Utah, uh, oh. Salt Park Lake City, City up Park there, City. and we were stuck on the highway, uh, so we couldn't get out of the car to yeah. go do it because 
you could have gotten hit by somebody. Yeah. And so I went to the back of the minivan and, you know, let it go. And <laughs> Damn. Say it like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen. Hey, guys, if you'll excuse me. Uh, how, how, in the, how in the world did we get into this? Let me. Amy brought it I up. Talk, yeah, Amy brought it up. Well, Everything she, goes to foul mouth potty humor with she her. She is gone. disgusting. It's not potty humor. It's potty fact. At this point, wow. because uh, we were on Highway 70 trying to get to the airport, and there, because of the snow and the wind, there was extensive avalanche mitigation measures taking place, and we were stopped on Highway 70, just closed for about an hour and 20 minutes. A long so, time. Mason jar had to use a Gatorade bottle. And before we move on to the important topic, how did it go for him? How successful was he? Did he have an accident? <laughs> He had an accident, didn't he? Did he change his pants? Did he have a little stage fright? Oh, my gosh. Really? Well, we're rapidly oh. evolving into the too much information space here on The I Voice think it was an angle issue. But he couldn't. His, his situation sounds similar to mine. He couldn't hop out of the car and just run over to the no, side of the road. Couldn't. Right? Yeah. No, couldn't. Mm-hmm. Guys, so okay. uh, <laughs> just a couple of things. We'll, we'll talk about something uh, of, of substance that people care about. Um, I wanted to finish up with the Haley thing. Uh, Axios yesterday reporting that Trump has his short list of vice presidential candidates. Haley is one of them. J.D. Vance, uh, Elise Stefanik. Any thoughts on those? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not able to predict what Donald Trump's going to do. Uh, <laughs> what? You know, it, I think that, that seems like a reasonable list. And I've also heard and read that he's already made up his mind. So, um, I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah. I uh, just can't. Clear, at least Stefanik is auditioning for the job. Right. Yeah. And, and Vance makes sense. I can't imagine Nikki Haley would want to have anything to do with this. I mean, she's been through this nightmare before. I mean, she I think people need to him. remember yeah. what those four years were like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was almost daily that his cabinet members were coming out and saying the man's nuts, and then he'd call them losers, and then we wouldn't have cabinet members. I can't believe Nikki Haley would want to be a part of that. Have any thoughts on her saying that she would pardon him if he's found guilty? Uh, I think the current president will pardon him, too. Okay, mm-hmm. I have a quick question about that. Do you think... That we are in any way in a worse situation or that it's related at all that we're in this situation because Gerald Ford pardoned Nixon and he never should have pardoned Nixon. A lot of people are making that that comparison. Yeah, I I mean, it's a it's a school of thought out there. Now, go back to that time in 1974 and the, you know, the desire to move on from that what was a very, very dark part of the, the history of this country where even the Republicans went to Richard Nixon and said, you know, this is untenable, you got to go. Historians generally, up until the age of Trump, have given Gerald Ford credit for pardoning Richard Nixon at his own cost, his own political cost. And a lot of people think that pardon probably did cost Gerald Ford the election in 1976 uh, to Jimmy Carter. So, I mean, you can go back and look at, I I don't know that anybody could have predicted what we just lived through between 2017 and 2020. I I certainly never would have thought I'd see the likes of it. And I think Joe Biden's going to have to pardon him. I mean, you can't be putting former presidents in jail as much as that's how I've felt all along. But boy, this guy deserves it. He really does deserve it. I don't know that I buy the idea that what Haley said last night on stage is that she would have to do it in order to help the nation heal. 
D- does that do it? No. Does the nation heal because you pardon somebody who was found guilty of crimes? S- uh, something north of 65% of the, of the caucus goers that went to participate in Iowa believed that the 2020 election was stolen, that there it's were more millions of votes. I, yeah, it was just around 70%. I don't think that we heal from the Donald Trump days till Donald Trump is no longer alive. Really? Mm-hmm. And you I think, think it takes that. And I, well, uh-huh. I think, I think the, he's going to be a factor in our lives until he is dead and beyond. Uh, because mm-hmm. I mean, the, clearly the Republican Party has changed because of Donald Trump. I mean, it, you know, he he successfully. And I, Ron, you and I were talking last week. You know, I don't think people realize how close Bernie Sanders came to being the Democratic nominee for president yeah. in in two thousand and twenty. And but for James Clyburn uh, that you mentioned earlier today, Michael. And, you know, if Bernie Sanders had become the standard bearer of the Democratic Party, they would be much further along in their realignment. Um, You know, Donald Trump becoming the Republican nominee was extremely consequential historically. So we've talked about the realignment of the parties. And could this be a permanent realignment or evolution of the Republican Party? And if so, will they, as previous parties have done, will it change names? Will the Republican Party in name and nature disappear? I, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, historically we've had two parties. Um, and realignments are not permanent. They they happen frequently. You know, there was a realignment that Ronald Reagan brought in the 1980s. You can go back to that, you know, up until the time of Richard Nixon, the South was a solid Democrat voting bloc, you know, and, and the agrarian policies and the Democratic Party, uh, they were the farmer's party for much of the early 20th century. And so parties realign all the time, and, but there's usually 30, 35-year waves of these things. So things will change again, maybe not in my lifetime, but they'll change again. But we're definitely in the midst of a realignment right now. My favorite uh, party realignment was when we got the anti-federalists. Well, yeah. yeah, we had the Federalists. Yeah. And then the, and then the yeah. Anti-Federalists. I mean, what creativity well, I mean, these guys had, Well, right? it's like when you guys call this thing the show there in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they needed some marketing help, the Anti-Federalists. <laughs> and they eventually became the Republicans and the Democrats. Not the Republicans of today. Thomas Jefferson was a Republican, and then he was a Democratic Republican, and then they were the Democrats. we got to bring back the Whig Party. Yeah. They didn't yeah. last long. The, the Whig. Whig. Whig with the uh, H. The Dispatch, it, it is a, uh, a media outlet that I do like, more conservative, but pretty objective. They're at uh, New Hampshire, and they interviewed two potential voters or two voters in the New Hampshire primary. Uh, Pete, who is 85, and his wife, Mary, who is, quote, younger. That's all Pete? she said. <laughs> yeah. uh, they declined, so they're, like, comparable to the age of the president. Yeah, Where's they, Paul? <laughs> they, decided, they, they declined to give their last names, but the dispatch reporter asked them, if Haley fails to pull off an upset win over Trump and the fall contest offers a Biden-Trump do-over, what would, how do you feel about that? Mary said... I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> Whoa, uh, can, Mary. We, can we stand four more years of either of them? That was Mary's response. She's younger than 85, and, and that's not a, a great response. But then Pete said, he goes, I actually might stay home. So he's saying he might not vote. Well, the CNN town hall after, um wasn't a town hall, it was a focus group, right after the Iowa caucuses, it was that night, and they had... There were there were 10 of them, 10 people they were talking to, and more people raised their hands for who they liked 
um, they raised their hands for Haley. And I can't remember who came in second or third, but it was something like five or six of the ten liked her. There were a couple of Trump voters in there. But every single one of them said, if Trump is the candidate, if it's not Haley, and they all, oh, yeah, definitely Trump, except one guy who said, I don't know, I'm not exactly sure, but probably. So I I don't know that her and DeSantis splitting the vote means anything, because I think most of those people are going to go right back to him anyway. Yeah, that's probably right. I don't know. Are you guys going to do, did you see this? Are you trying to get out of here? So why don't you guys get out of here? I got a question, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think most of the listeners would want to know, did he relieve himself in a mason jar? <laughs> no, it was a Gatorade bottle. Oh. You would think mason jar would carry a mason jar. Well, that's glass. And you're not like, you're not preparing for these moments. These moments come unexpectedly. And so you have what you have in the car. Guys, thank you so much for being here it's, today. Um, it's been mostly pleasurable. Enjoy your snooking. Yes. We're back here today. We're coming back oh. to sit down with Clover at 3 o'clock. Oh, for the uh, uh, the three o'clock hour. The three o'clock hour. Yeah. yeah, don't they call it something? Yeah, three, Hancock and Kelly will come on there. Friday. Three o'clock okay. hour. John we... Hancock, Michael Kelly, have a great weekend. Enjoy you guys your too. Snooker. See you at three o'clock. All right. It's Chris and Amy on KMOX. Did you see that thing? I can't believe it. Something is obviously wrong. This is a joke, right? Oh my God! Are you freaking kidding me? No way! You got to be kidding me! Don't feel bad. There's no way you could have known that. Now, did you see this with Chris and Amy on the show? Huh? Huh? And what'd you say, Amy? Uh, this is kind of old news, maybe about 48 hours old, but I don't know. Did you see the issue with Secretary of State Antony Blinken's plane in Davos? They're no. all in Davos uh, for the global summit. So he was boarding his modified Boeing 737 that he flies around in, uh, but it had an issue, a technical issue, so they had to deplane. Oh, no. It was a Boeing 737, yeah. What is with this plane, I don't think it had anything to do with the door plug. I think it was with the oxygen. But out of an abundance of caution, the Secretary of State left his Secretary of State plane, the Boeing 737, and Blinken and many of the... A newer, smaller aircraft was sent for Blinken, but then a lot of the traveling party who would have flown with him are now flying back to Washington, D.C. commercially. I have never bought, um, when I've bought a ticket, and I usually fly Southwest, but do they tell you on the ticket what kind of plane you get? It does. Um, It does? Okay. Yes, because you can pick, because I've picked sometimes, because you know what stresses me out? And I usually fly seven, I, I usually fly Southwest. When American Airlines has their little American Eagle connectors, and it's like a two and a one. Okay. Oh, it'll tell you what kind of plane? Yes. I've never noticed. And every now and then I get, I'm surprised that it's a two and a one, and I don't like being surprised with small planes. Yeah. Like, it stresses me out. The bigger the plane, the better for me. So, uh, did you see this story out of Utah, where police there have charged a 17-year-old as a minor, because he is Mm -hmm. a minor, um, and they've referred him to juvenile court... His crime, Amy, okay. taping fish to ATM machines. Well, <laughs> By the way, that's a, that's a redundancy, ATM machine. It is. He was taping fish, fish. to ATMs. What kind of fish? Like goldfish or bass? Big fish. Big oh, old fish. big fish. Not little goldfish no, or minnows. No, fish that, that covered the screen, and he was taping them with duct tape um, to was, the machines. Was he protesting uh, fossil nope, fuel? just a prank. And they found him because he has an Instagram account called Fish Bandit 84. 
Fish Bandits. Fish Bandit 84 okay. now has, let's see, 50, 52,000 followers on Instagram. And so they've charged him as a minor. It was just a prank. He also taped the fish to a police car. Mm-hmm. Well, like, why would you get that idea? To be honest, of all the pranks teenagers can Harmless. pull, I would much rather have a fish taped to my house than like get your house egged or oh for or teepeed. Sure, yeah. If I had a, if I walked if I got home and there was a fish taped to my front door, I would be I would probably think ninety percent that's hilarious and ten percent I'd start googling whether or not that's like a mafia sign, <laughs> like that I'm gonna be <laughs> no yeah like ended you're next yeah. Bonneville Bank in Provo reported on September 26th that a fish had been taped to its ATM. As detectives were investigating, they found an Instagram account called Fish Bandit 84 <laughs> <laughs> I think we got our guy. <laughs> I like it. Somebody should have thrown him off the scent. You know, thrown the scent off. Well, but the fish, a red no. herring. Right? Oh, my gosh. All right. Hey, we got a really cool guest next. SLU professor found an ancient Roman temple. It's awesome. We'll talk to him next on KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 